Hey, Grand Rising, and welcome to the podcast, Only Black Cosmonaut. On each and every episode, we look to explore our inner universe and shine a light of love and acceptance. My name is Howard Cosmonaut Palmer. I'm a self-care, meditation, and wellness advocate, and I do those conversations, and I call it planetary alignment. With guided meditation, mindfulness, and movement, I want to teach you, too, how to be cosmic. Hello, hello, Christopher Richards. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for making it on the podcast. Sure, sure. Uh, Listeners here, Only Black Cosmonaut, as always, we talk about mindfulness, movement, and meditation. Kind of continuing a summary and beautiful finalization to the idea and conversation of the reset of a man. I have a guest on, Christopher Richards. He is my brother-in-law. He was my friend before that. And he just continues to be an inspiration in my life, someone that I talk to um, pretty much about anything. But here in this episode and this attempt is really just to get um, more than just my perspective on manhood and more more than just my perspective on reset of a man, but more so from someone who, I mean, Chris will explain, but who's really been big in the subject and big in this, um, I don't know, what was it called, a category, conversation? Yeah, a conversation of manhood. Yeah, a conversation of manhood and masculinity. So uh, without further ado, Christopher Richards, um, please give us a small introduction of who you are, and then I'll just dive right into these questions. Wow. Um, Okay. Um, Hi, my name is Chris Richards. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is. Um, yeah, don't yeah. throw it completely I, off. Go ahead. I know, I know, I know, but I'll I'll work through it. I'll get through it. So, um, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a man. I'm an artist. I'm a entrepreneur. I'm an immigrant. A bunch of stuff, just like mm-hmm. everybody else. Um, yeah, and it's, <laughs> and. It, Anything more than that, it it, it deserves a conversation. I, I think I I need context, just like if anybody else were gonna tell me more about themselves, I need context. So that's what I can tell you there, and I, whatever else you learn through the talk, I guess that's on that too. I think this is why we're here. I think this is one of the reasons, at least, and in the subject of manhood and masculinity, and just living as a father, and even possibly as an immigrant boy, and growing into the space of becoming. American, if that's even a title, you know, you associate yourself to be. Um, What I really want to get into is primarily just, uh, or not just, starting with manhood. Um, Reason being is that, again, we are both immigrants. We both come from pretty strict fathers, um, but pretty different disciplines in that strictness. I would say that your father was a, um, like a... Well, in the obvious statement, he stayed married to your mother. So, like, in that way, you guys had the parental home, mom and dad there, where I did not. I kind of had a a separated um, upbringing, which Mm -hmm. is different. It is different. It is different. Um, How is it different? And I think it's based on the person. But where we're talking about with manhood is that at least having that person around enough and then the influence of that person. So my Mm. first question, you know, what is manhood to you? 
and, you know, not just by being a father, but like starting from as a little boy and being influenced. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, manhood. Okay. So as a, as a little boy, um, I don't remember too much being too concerned with, um, the, the, the story and the things that happened around being a boy or a manhood. I wasn't really concerned with that. I was more involved in, you know, learning things and trying things and running around and meeting people and things like that. So I didn't really give much of that any thought until, until I, yeah, un, until I, like, girls started coming around, I guess. Until <laughs> girls started coming around. Because, like, at, at that point, I was just being, who I was being. I, I was a little boy that liked football or soccer. Soccer. I liked um, just running around, being myself, drawing things, looking at, like, exploring all these different things. Like it, it didn't have an attachment of a particular gender or in, or any kind of thing to it. It was I was just being myself, and that mm-hmm. that I think is the the strangeness that I have with the this whole manhood dynamic and, and talk um because it it really it, it didn't start for me like i didn't start really considering what it meant to be a man until it became um i started to have different kind of interactions with boys and um the it it, it really came from like a, a sense of like standing up for yourself and not lo- allowing someone to kind of dictate how you go and stuff like that like that that is what I remember about kind of growing up as a boy. Like you get tested and you respond and you do these things. Um, that that was I guess my first run in with it. But you know, as I think about it, it isn't really so much like a boy thing, in a sense, right? It's it, like as we grow up, that is a thing that happens. The 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 person that we we are and we we say that we are gets tested in different ways by different people by different things and. Um, you know, we we kind of have to decide how we're going to handle it. Are, are we going to kind of allow that outside influence to kind of dictate who you are now? Like, that's just how you are, or are you going to push back? Are you going to say, this is who I am? Do you, you know, like, the, all these questions and things are, are a part of growing up, and yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how much of it I, I can attribute necessarily to manhood as a sense, because mm. um, I I had a you know, that kind of relationship with it. Um, and I guess yeah. speaking to your earlier point, like the fact that there was a a, a father around, like someone for me to look at and, and kind of model in a sense, like it, even if it was inadvertently, like I, I don't, right. I don't remember saying he does things like that. So I'm going to do it like that. It was more like he told me this is how you do things. And I kind of followed because I had to, because that parent child dynamic. So, well, well, what I'm hearing too is that um, it's like you said, you didn't have the direct conversation of, okay, men do this only. Men do mm-hmm. this only. You more had an experience and an influence from a man. And when yeah. the idea of manhood or what it is to be a man, like being around boys and considering what boys are to girls or what girls are to boy or whatever that relationship is, um, yeah then the reality of that death or that word and how it was defined became more of an important factor to that. And I would say I share the same thing. I, 
I think what I was getting at in the point of us having a different um, experience with our father is, is that like, even with what we are taught in school or socially taught that there is a rites of passage to some degree, um, maybe not directly in black culture or black and brown culture, indigenous culture, but only in white culture, who knows, but there is a spoken one and an unspoken one. And mm. what I'm referring to is how much of that is our influence. And I would say as a black man, the unspoken one is more of my influence on what is manhood. You know, that mm. com- that rites of passage conversation. So being in the gang that I was and the influence that I had, it was very hard and direct, you know, where you or anyone else might have, I mean, I did have my nerd experience, but some might have had a lesser experience where my friends were just my friends. And we never talked about that. It's only when I got to college, you know, that even the idea of being a man was important because what am I going to do after college and then socializing into being a man, you know, like that became the definition even then. So that is kind of the reason why I ask is that even in the beginning, are we even faced with what it means socially and then what does it mean locally or personally with the people we grow up with. Um, yeah. It's, it's um, an ongoing. Okay. Go ahead. No, that's it. Sorry. You can finish. You can finish. I was just going to say it's an ongoing conversation, at least in that definition. And into my next space, as you're growing up, you know, now mm-hmm. kind of hearing the, as you put it in words, you know, it, it didn't come as an importance until that time. That's kind of fast forward to college life, right? So you have the adolescence, you may have had your first kiss, your first date, you know, your first official girlfriend, Um, but now you're in college, you know, and you have that space. And and the reason why I even put um, some stories of women in there is because, again, it is true in my world as well. I'm not a man until I know how to treat a woman, you know, or what Mm -hmm. is a woman to me. The manhood portion of it is how do I define that? What am I accomplishing? And my definition is my accomplishment, which obviously you learn later is, a, is, is bad. <laughs> you can't use your, defin- your things that you've accomplished to define you as a man. But you kind of get social, I kind of got socially taught that, you know, indirectly. And so my question to you is what was college life for you in that space? Like now that you got your first car, right, got your license, you mm-hmm. might have got one or two tickets because you're driving too fast. You know, now you got responsibilities <laughs> yeah. to face. And you know, that right. is a pun to you. You were a very fast driver. <laughs> and yeah, I, man, I know you're not talking. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> right. right. But right, no, right, that's right, a right. part of manhood too. Bro. All right. So anyway, yeah, yeah answer me yeah. up, bro. That's as you can. Man, um, yeah. So as I see it, it what, I've, what I've learned, by the time I got to college, what I learned was, I need to start making decisions for myself um, and being able to stand on my own too. Um, I, I I can't stay, like you said, like I'm going out of college. I can't be with my parents, staying here with my parents. Um, mind you, this is not something that any of them ever said to me that I, I right. need to leave as quickly as possible. This social but, um, rights of passage thing. Exactly. The social thing. So uh, the most of my, my time from like middle school, even to when I got, got to college, didn't even feel like I was um, doing any, anything in particular. It felt like I was on a path. Like I, I, I didn't 
have a sense that I had any control in where I was going. Even my, my, my how I got to college, it wasn't something I, I actively wanted to do. It was a family friend mm-hmm. that was like, have you taken the SAT yet? That's mm-hmm. it. I, got, I had no plans of doing that. Like, it it it, it just came about. Happened. And, um, yes. And the more the more I started to make decisions that were um, um, more direct and um, take risks and n- not expect someone to come and help me mm. and to even more so it was even more more solid when I didn't actually need the help because you know as, as time goes on you, you the things that happen that come up you do need help that's that's why so was it parents and so, was it really, so was it really no one was coming to help you or was it you are on your own um I wasn't, I wasn't on my own I wasn't on my oh, own okay. I know I knew I wasn't on my own I knew it was a it was a conscious decision for me to not involve mm-hmm. other people because I felt like that's what I needed to do. I needed to be an uh uh individual self. If 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 an expense, I needed to handle the expense. It it wasn't mm-hmm. that that for me was me growing up. That's what it it meant for me right. to grow up would be that I wouldn't impact on, negatively on someone's life. That's what I looked at. Uh, and then I didn't want to negatively impact on their life. So the more I could do that is the more I felt like an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, and um, what I began to, I had the space in college to do um, was to actually question those norms. I questioned those things that I learned through societal things like you talked about in, in high school about relationships with women, relationships with other men, Um relationships with those in authority relation like I, I had the space to really um contemplate those things mm-hmm. yeah and 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 make some decisions and and a part of my discipline as uh an adult in on the way or becoming an, an adult a part of my discipline was to to enact those beliefs so if i believed that as an adult um you shouldn't negatively impact anyone else um, if I believe that, then I would operate as such. I would I would mitigate the amount of times I need to ask people for help. Try it. Go through the hardship. It's a part of the process. Like that's those are the things that I would tell myself um, because that's the path I was on. So um, it was very internal for me. It it and it was more about pushing back against what society was telling me because I wasn't comfortable with that. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that's that's by. But like college, and I, I got more confidence as I left college and really started to put those things to work, really started to say, well, if this is what I believe, this is how I need to operate. Oh, right. that didn't work out too well. Um, do I still believe it? Yes, I do, but I need to change how I approach it. Okay, like those little life lessons in there, that's that's what I felt was um, putting me on course to being a man or being an adult in a sense. Like that's that's discipline. Yeah, it's so much – it's so – it's so easier to see it in reverse, right? Yes. So much, yeah. so much um, power in contemplative thought, and at least having the wisdom and somewhat the um, the humility to step out of your own experience and your own way. Mm-hmm. You know, we can define our path in our own fucking way. We can recreate it in our mind like anything we want. We are the movie maker, the actor, the blah 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 blah, blah the screenwriter. Right. Um, but there is a reality that can't be denied or can't be rewritten 
a lot of it is stuck in our physical body, and then a lot of it is stuck in the the space of the people, places, and reality that we were around in those experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not referring to yeah. denial. I'm I'm just even associating the conversation of how we're growing up. Like, if you said you did that in light of being a man, but it affected someone else negatively, that's not a that is that still the man you want to be? Understanding now how it affects, not necessarily talking about you, but you in action. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So. Absolutely. It, it 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 that's that's the the beauty about um developing something yourself for yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's very difficult to hold up. It's very difficult to to maintain a standard that was put there not by you. It it like whether whether it's consciously or subconsciously, it's difficult to to have a standard like like let's say when I was growing up, my father expressed to me that men men have to be very forceful with their women. Like you, you have to basically lead them. I'm not saying that's what he said, but let's say that that's right. what he said. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to lead a woman like you would lead a child. That's his, his understanding. As a child, and, and like you talked about just now, like that was a part of my experience. I got to witness him living his, his reality. Right? right, I got to see that. I got to, I got to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also got the the the, the beautiful part about it, um, in the 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 grand sense of the world is that I also got to witness what that action did to another person. I got to watch my right. mom. Right. I got to watch my sister. I got to watch my father's siblings. I got to watch, um, you know, everybody around him and how they interact with him, and and how that applies to his philosophy and how. And I, I get to ask myself the question, like, does that philosophy seem like it works for him and his intentions? Is his intentions my intentions? Like, those type of questions I get to, to pose and I get to build myself. I get to build myself off, off those kind of realizations and actualizations. So in a, in a sense, the more important thing is that you're, you're conscious and you're living in your experience and you, you accept them for what they are. Um, and and make decisions based on what happened, and and how you react to it, like that that is a part a, a deep thing for me, as, and I get to make that choice as the adult. Like that's my reality, right? Yeah. I get to dictate my reality in that sense. Um, but as you said, when you run up on objective reality, like you run into other people, then is the real test. The real test is it, it, it asks you a couple questions. The first question is how how important to your adult self is the interactions with those other people how 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 much do you value that relationship right and and based on that it'll kind of dictate if you even think you need to change anything if you notice anything weird like those type of um intimate moments are are all a part of adulthood but it isn't a part that gets talked about a lot it kind of get talked about like dropped into the 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 what they call them the polar ideas and the, the concrete idealisms and and don't talk about the things that make men individual men because we're more important we're we're more interested in defining the man part so we can say that this is the definitive answer for what manhood is or this is what a man is that's the more important bit for a lot of people not mm. for everyone the grouping you know, like, of like, the the grouping of the social norm, not necessarily how that individual pans out in it. Yeah, yeah. no, 
Yeah, exactly. no, and, that, and and that, and those are different people. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, we 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 have different genders and acceptance thereof and pronouns of ourselves that exist now. So even mm-hmm. the idea of being socially pocketed as a man is it doesn't it doesn't hold up. You know, the further you dig right. into the conversation, it can't hold up because some right. men are raised completely by women. Some men are completely raised by men. Some men are not raised by men or women, you know, like in the sense exactly. where they don't see it as that, as such. They see it. They were raised by life, you know, or the right. streets or by the social system or the order or reality, like, or reality you know, like the, just the, yeah. the plain existence of trying to get by in life. I don't really look at myself as that because I don't care, you know, like it, it, and then there's that again, I, I really look at the, um, my path um, on this conversation, even with, it started obviously with a conversation with myself on after all that I've kind of accomplished in my career as an engineer, um, mm-hmm. what did that mean to my manhood, you know, and am I a man, not am I a man now, but what man am I now? And mm. the accomplishments under those title um, became such. And then I went back up again to the title. I'm like, why is the title man, though? Why is yeah. it I'm a man and then, okay, I've put in 20 years. I've got this. That, that, that. But why is the title man? And then, yeah. then the defin- and then the subject of reset of man and reset of manhood came in. Then I got, then I created the 10 pillars of manhood. Like it, and it's an ongoing conversation for me. Like, I have these pillars and I stand by them, but again, I dig into them more and more because they have to, they have to make, they don't have to have meaning more than they have to have purpose, right? Uh, they, they grow with me. So their purpose is a part of the means to the end, but they're not the I got end. You. Yeah, I got you. They're, they're the I got means, you. not the end. And so the end may be no pillars in the end. It'd be like, all right, I'm done. That's it. Yeah. All these pillars that I meant, you know, rearrange and change, that was it. So bring me to no pillars. Manhood is a flow. Manhood is a flow. Correct. Got yeah. And right it. now, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it, it has an end piece because if I step outside of myself and look at what history has defined as accomplished men, you know, from mm-hmm. pharaohs to, te- you know, to conquerors, um, they were all in their space, you know. Okay. So if you were conquered then you can't be the man because this other dude conquered you. And then you know, if let, this, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm as soon as you're, 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 as you're telling me this, I'm thinking of the, the, um, that, that, um, what is it? An African proverb or story. It's, it was basically like the idea that, um, until the, until the lion can tell his story, the hunter will always seem like the hero or something like that. There's something mm-hmm. along those lines. Yeah, yeah, Basically yeah. What yeah. It's saying. I hear it. I hear it. Yeah. I hear so it. Do you, how do you take that? Like, what do you what do you think about that that um proverb or whatever it would be called? Yeah, how do you, I mean, how do you I, think that? I look at it like an analogy, right? In in association yeah. to the conversation of how we're gonna live, but live for our own purpose, but kind of live under an umbrella and still write our history in that way. Again, if I look at my father and my father's father and not in their particular story, but just as men, they were trying their best. They were Mm -hmm. trying their best. And if they have similarity or if we all have similarity in, let's say, how we bring forth people in this world, right, or how Mm -hmm. we pick the women we bring forth people with, if there's some similarity there, 
then it could go as far as genetic or it could be going as far as that um, unspoken rites of passage conversation. Yeah. Because I've mentioned in um, a previous episode, there's no, there has not been a conversation with my father and I about what is manhood or what it is to be a man that I can remember. And if it was, um, I'll give him that, but it was never consistent. So what I give to myself in that is it left me to define that, and that's okay because I know the capacity of the person he is outside of the role he was um, willing to play. Yeah. So for me, it's, I would say I would rather continue to be the lion, you know, be hunted until I get a chance um, to tell my side of the story and kind of understand that my conqueror, I guess, in the the story of the lion and the hunter, my hunter um, just always has the upper hand and, that's my humility and my hunter in this example is never having that right conversation or knowing what is the right way to be a man. But, um, as I continue to define myself, I'm finding peace. And I Mm. think that's the overall, that'll be the goal for the means. All this is means to the goal of peace and peace could straight up be death or peace could just be, um, the greatest communication or conversation with, my mother or my daughters or my wife, someone that is opposite of me that I love to death, you know, mm. like forever, yeah. like someone that I can always talk to that's not a man, but that I love as much as like all the manness in me mm-hmm. loves them, you know, like that. I got you. Yeah. Like, and I, I feel like this is your story. Like this is your medium to tell your story. This is all the things that you just mentioned about how you view manhood and your take on manhood and what just even a, approaching the, the concept with different people and different types of thought um, is you telling a story and it, it, it is directly pushing back against those things. So like the, the whole idea, like I'll tell you when I, when I hear that people talk about manhood and rites of passage and things like that, I'm, my mind is not in modern times. My mind <laughs> is in the past. My mind, my mind goes to like, like, yeah, no, those words. Like have, like, have you ever seen Henna? Have you ever seen Henna? Have you ever seen Henna? The movie? I think it's on. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, well, it was a movie, I think, and it's a, a series as well. No, I mean, it, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah. It's this little girl that was raised by, I think it was her father, or maybe <laughs> he took her from somewhere. Long story short, she can survive in the wilderness like nobody's business. She is fluent in different languages. She knows. Oh, no, I think every weapon yeah, ever. No, yeah, no, yeah, action-packed movie, right? She's that right, ass. Right, right, right. girl. Yeah, yeah, let me see it. Yeah, mm. so in my mind, like, that that type of thing is like a rites of passage. Like, I'm going to go drop you off in the middle of this jungle or wherever, or in the middle of this desert, wherever you're, you know, your people are from. And Into life. I'll mm. come back for you tomorrow. If you're alive, you're a man. If not, you know good it was a good life or whatever like mm. that that's the kind of thing that i think of when i think of rites of passage blah, 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 blah. because at, it was a point that it was a um like it was a parade in the sense it was a sense of you showing value right. to your community that was the rites of passage it, it had less to do i think i wasn't there i don't know but just <laughs> judging by what's going on like i don't think that was so much about you know doing something for the the boy at that time like getting him to understand now he's a man it was more mm-hmm. so showing the worth of that boy 
to well, you're also, that rest of the people. Well, you're pulling right. a lot from history, right? You're pulling a lot, and I'll, I'll, I'll just shoot it out in the stars because that's how my brain sees it. It is like colonial history, right? It talks about this for them from the 14 gold rush, 100, 13, 92, Columbus. Like they have these on, that is probably where I, I'll speak for myself, where I get that concept of this unspoken rites of passage because all of what you said, I'm just seeing that. I'm seeing some old white movies with some dudes in some wigs, sitting down with their kids, talking to them, you know, where we not having that. Not to say again, and if we did, our conversation is fear-based, like watch out for this, don't say this, say it like this. Mm-hmm. Our rites of passage in that old way was like slave survival tactics. You know, mm-hmm. if we go far further than that, then we in Africa and teepees and huts talking about going to water and then if you, until you want to breathe as far as you want to, you know, until you want life as much as you want bread, then you'll never know what it is to be successful. Like, you know, we have these, far off analogies from our history that um when we think of the rites of passage for me anyway it's it's like what you're doing now we're making it up and then we're basing it off of what sounds like not ours but it's a way to kind of hold base and going forward i guess now even to my third and possible final question you know now you're outside of college and you're becoming a man and you decide to be a parent and you're passing these conversations down and you've been blessed with two daughters. So that manhood definition can kind of like, you know, cause you don't, as the unbeknownst conversation, the colonial, you like, you, you need a boy. If you have a boy, that's the only way you're going to be, who's going to take on your last name? What the hell? You know, now women can keep their last name and be married. Whew, what did yeah. they never saw that coming, you know, things like that. So it's, it's, if if my question is a question, you know, it's it's what is it like now for you being a father and still showing your daughters what a man is and possibly even now knowing what what the world may have defined men for them, you know, if you've even had yeah. that conversation. And if that conversation is even important, you know, who knows? Like, again, if you didn't think about it until you got to college, why would you even have that conversation with your daughters until they got to that space so yeah mainly because um they're they're having to deal with at a young age kids that didn't that 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 aren't that has a a different understanding of manhood and has different goals related to manhood so i of course i have to talk to them about not Mm. only my views on manhood but also experiential knowledge of other men like Mm. I, i i i it's it I would not be do and this is something that um I don't see you know I can say that now because I don't have a son but I don't see it being any different like I, I would still be talking like I guess men do it too they talk to their boys and their their sons and they talk to them about you know how to know if another dude is trustworthy right like mm-hmm. those right. little bits of insight like the the people that'll do things for you when they don't have anything in it you know, like how to develop trust and to build a bond. Your word is your bond. So when you do something, you say you're going to do something, you do it because that's how you build community. That's how you build value. Like those type of things are um, are still passed down to, to boys in that way. Um, and it's a similar way for me. to Like the thing I was t- telling you before, I found in myself that it's less about manhood and more about adulthood. So in in preparing them for adulthood, I can only relate to them as a man. Like they, right. their their experience of me is a man, 
and, and outside of me telling them that I'm a man. Like, I, I don't have to do that. I don't have to explain why I do the things that I do because I'm a man, because that's not why I do them. I don't do them because I'm a man. I do them because I'm me, and this is how I feel, and this is how I think. Like, that, that is the reality of it. That's who you're dealing with. But, but that's the, also the, the space we were looking for as boys, though. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's the space we yeah. were looking for, but go ahead. We were dealing with other boys, though. Yeah. About it. Most of the time that, that we were learning these lessons, quote-unquote, we weren't learning them sitting amongst older men talking about these things. It was a bunch of boys talking about possibly something they saw on TV, possibly something they heard their <laughs> older brother talk <laughs> about. Like, it, 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 it was like a bunch of boys trying to figure it out, and there was no direct rites of passage. I mean, there were some artificial ones that were created to build brotherhood. Like, they were, like that's why gangs became a thing. Because you you needed Word. something to say like this is how I can prove that I am valuable to this group, and because I can prove my value, I am now a part of this group. That feels and sounds artificially like manhood. It sounds right. It sounds like oh now you're a man because you made that decision, but it's 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 like it's it it doesn't come from you. It was placed on you, and because you you need validation in that group setting that makes sense to you. That makes that, that that's a family that you can work with because it's very clear what you have to do. There's there's no like confusion. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm yeah. for my, my people now I'm a man, now I'm a part of this group. So it 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 got a little bit weird as we're in modern society now where there isn't necessarily a universal right to per se. Um but in my mind it still exists. It just one where that we and we need to push back against the others that were put on us both our parents and whoever else that put ideas in our head those ideas need to be reconciled like you need to decide if those make sense for you still or if it was really just about honoring that person to me that's that's where the adulthood and the manhood come in because you're, you're, that's you're, a, that's you're making the right message. I would say that's, well, the, that's, new, that's, that's the new way about it. That's the new way to attack it because that's what I'm doing. Like you said, in, in relation to this podcast or this platform or my focus, and I hear that's what you're doing with your daughters. Yeah. You know, like you're yeah, with taking apart. And with yourself, for sure, for sure. Yeah. You're taking apart that conversation um, because it was never a conversation, <laughs> exactly. you know, like taking exactly. it out of the ether and making it a conversation. It I, it reminds me of my um, I love people but I hate humans segments of the podcast. Oh, like exactly. you know, it's a state, it's a state, <laughs> you know. But it's I don't know, man. This is what I've been blessed with, dude. I can take these words and just go in on them. I'm not as 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 powerful as Aquila, but. I have my own powers, you know, and that I, I refer to it in that way, like not in comparison, but it's like it's just different, you know. Yeah. And I and I do agree that words are powerful, and as much as they are, so are the words that are not said, and mm-hmm. how that language we communicate with that, you know, as a as the twenty years spent in network engineering and being an architect, like my biggest thing wasn't connectivity which is our field primary my biggest thing was communication like mm. you can you can connect all day or you cannot but are you communicating 
and of course that's it's telecommunications. Uh, yeah. I mean, of course, that's why I didn't last because that's not how it's built. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. it's not. How, I mean, and obviously other reasons, but primarily, I just grew out of that. You know, it's yeah. a platform you grow on, and then if you're organic like you are, you'll be a symbiont. You know, you'll go in, <laughs> you'll you'll be able to redefine your own making, and yeah. um, in that way, I did, and now here I am. Back to finding out what is a man. <laughs> right. right. So, Continuing down the road. Yeah, yeah. Down the conversation the hasn't ended, you know. 20 years yeah. is not How enough. Could it? I mean, that's, listen, at 18, 19, I bet, like, there's a general consensus of young boys that's, like, 40 seems death. Like, 40? Yeah. Not 40, dude. I'm going to be retired yeah. by 40. I'm, I'm like, They're going to have to figure it out. bitches, you know, like, yeah. really, really, really? <laughs> I'm gonna have it figured out. Is the the the, the yeah. biggest yeah. hope yeah. that they yeah. throw up in the air that I have it figured out. Yeah. But like, I can tell you, as in my forties, that yeah. I get I get pings all the time against my manhood and the yeah. manhood I define. So every yeah. day I have to I have to make a decision that is this in line with what I believe and stick to it. It's it's yeah. different. Like it's it's a it's a different reality because you're you're and it and so it it so you see things differently. You yep. see how people behave and how they approach problems differently because you're you're so attuned to like um you know this is what I believe, so this is how I express it immediately and and mm-hmm. if in my expression of it it doesn't show up how I want now I need to reassess my thoughts around it. you know what I mean like like mm-hmm. you, you you because you're being yourself and you're you're exploring yourself and you're trying different suits on and you're trying different things on. You can say one moment that like, okay, so now I'm gonna really just focus in on being this this um, network engineer. This is the the thing that I'm gonna be doing. This is my direction, right? This is my purpose. Mm. You go through it and you say, you know, I'm really good at this, but for some reason something isn't. It's not clicking. Like I I, I feel like I'm just working. I don't feel like I'm I'm giving anything to the world. I don't feel fulfilled, right? Right, or my fulfillment okay. feels complete. You know, there's that. Or, or my, either what, they, either what you're, mm. not, regardless of what your circumstance and your your situation is, the decision that you make to go one way or the other is yeah. always that doubt is always something that's going to ping against you. You're always going to have a doubt because you're like, it worked before, it should work. What if it doesn't? Why would you right. even think like that if it always works? Because you're, right. you're a rational human being, like things happen. <laughs> you're, you get nervous, like things happen. But, right. but you acting you're like you're not allowed to think that is crazy. It, the act, yeah. to, to act like those things don't matter to me seems crazy. And it seems yeah. like you're someone living in a different world, like you're living in like school or something where you're being shot. Well, that's also a part reality. of someone else's manhood too, you know. Like that could be in part with how they define their manhood. Like you just – you just ignore the pain, dude. Like, and and especially when it comes to emotional pain. This is true. You know, this I've met, I've I've had what two two for sure on my fingers I can count men that I've grew up with as best friends when I was a young boy. We were all young boys. They're grown men now, and mm-hmm. they're literally emotional evaders. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how did you become this person? And when I look back as to how we grew up, I could see how they're now just. They just they did not. I could see how they were that person then, 
and it was mm-hmm. some of the circumstances we ran into together and what I found out that um, happened to them separately that made them choose to be people, grown men who deny their emotions or deny themselves or not themselves, mm-hmm. but, you know, a side of them that could speak to more. But it, they choose they may not. needed that to survive, right? Like that may right, have been their right, circumstance. Right. And no, it, it's, not exactly. it's not yeah, a positive or negative. Exactly. It's not a positive or negative. Exactly. It's not a positive or negative. You're right. For, it's their tool for survival in manhood, at least in this yeah. conversation. And so when I say why, it's, it is for me why, because I'm emotional. I'm like, man, what? Mm-hmm. No way, bro. You better put that shit up front and be a shield. But for them, it's like, no, I can't make this a shield. I actually mm-hmm. have to protect it enough to make it seem like it doesn't exist. Where me, mine's a shield. So I'm strong enough mm-hmm. to hold it in front. That's a different space. Here it is. I'm right. thinking I'm weak because I can't do mm-hmm. what they do. So yeah. I have to And that's a different to, type uh, of man. Exactly. Release myself to the experience, step away from myself in the experience and kind of understand mm-hmm what I'm being defined as or what I'm using to define myself and possibly define exactly. my friends around me, you know? And exactly. so talking with you is a, a open space to that, to that more into that knowing. And it, I don't, uh-huh. it, it is a means. It is manhood. Masculinity is a spectrum. We're all experiencing it. It's the idea of how to get stronger with it because it, in my world, so we can, strong, we can further understand more the feminine. All this work yeah. is just for the opposite side for me in yeah. my brain because it's yeah. already given. We can breathe this fire-breathing, dragon, masculine energy. It's exude out of our organs. We call it whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you already yeah. physically a man in that way or, or what's the word I'm looking for? You're born with a body, you know, of a yeah. man. So you got that. So then if you choose not that body or you grow into a different definition of that, that's the conversation. Not what it is, but what it, what it's becoming, you know, and what, what it's becoming. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. What it's becoming. I, I feel like um, you touched on some earlier. You were mentioning like the whole idea that in developing this idea of manness, it's more important to recognize that the the individual man is a different type of person. So like all the, the labels and things that come into developing masculinity and stuff like that and and mm-hmm. being this and being that, the key thing has always been in my mind to, to I think you even had, I think you even had this license plate one time. It was like, know thyself. Right. You have a shirt or something with it. I remember. No, I like Yeah, plate. like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it comes, it, it, there's, there's no way, I logically, you can, talk about getting to know a woman on a deeper level and that kind of level if you can't be truthful with yourself. Like if you don't know right. who you are, if you, can't, right. if you can't say I'm this way, then the person that you're presenting to that, that significant other is, is a shadow. Yeah, no. It's a shadow of a person. In the Army they talk of, not that I've been to the Army, I just kind of understand some of the things they talk about. You know, they say mm-hmm. to make a man out of you, you have to have that experience and truly through those experience or in that way of serving, then you know what type of man you are. And of course, in that indirect way, you see a lot of men get out of service and they get married right away. You know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, like, and so we are being kind of told in that, again, that unspoken rites of passage conversation, oh, this guy knows who he is. 
He's served. Mm-hmm. He's done his two his duty, his job. Now it's time yeah. to procreate, fornicate, and move forward. You know, like whatever. They <laughs> I don't know what they say. <laughs> but my point is, it's obvious they all doing it. You know, like yeah. to the point where, even in possibly your example, like they don't know why they doing it. They just doing it. They just went off to service because they were supposed to. Now they got out. Now they're supposed to be married. You just went well, to college. It happened. You know. In in the different in the different ways that men express manhood manhood, just that that idea alone that people that serve when they come back there there could be a ton of reasons as to why they get married when they come back. It could be that yeah. the shit that they saw scared them to shit and it's like yeah I, no, I'm but gonna the, leave the this earth and there's gonna be no one else get married. Yeah no exactly exactly yeah, you don't they, there's no you're not talking about it it's just happening right. Right, right. And then, so you're not you're not dealing with the thing. You're just kind of reacting to the thing. Because then saying? you might marry the wrong person. You see what I'm yeah. saying? You yeah. get married. Well, the, the, the circumstances are hard already. I did exactly what I'm supposed to do, man. I settled yeah, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't drink, and then she doesn't even let me. In. Yeah, bro, bro, then you yeah. just married the wrong person. You, you. Yeah. Now we have five kids. Oh well, now you got five kids with the wrong person. Now can you? You, you still got to acknowledge what's happening. You know, and that yeah. again, obviously PTSD, PTSD, and all this other stuff that happens. Whether you've been in it, for men, we we have a lot of traumatic experiences to, that we don't speak of. You know, mm-hmm. and it it sits in our body. And being that we live in a society that is mostly driven, or at least by the um, the the way it looks by men that we have this quote-unquote sense of responsibility that most of us don't know about. I didn't know I was responsible for that. I didn't know I was responsible for that, you know. And a lot of it, a lot of what I feel that responsibility is, is not of us directly, but what we do for ourselves, for society. So as simple as having a fucking haircut all the time, it's a sense of cleansiness that a man offers to society. Now, he doesn't have to be a straight, upside-down, backwards gay. He doesn't have to be a, any type of man. He just has to be in the social acceptance of a masculine figure with a haircut that's clean. So, like, who said that? Who's the person that said that? Again, like, I'm, if you're asking me directly if it, or if it's not derogatory, I don't know. But I tell you what, it's a conditioning in our mind that if you see someone that doesn't have a good haircut, that something is possibly either mentally or socially not acceptable about that person. We're not talking about the, 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 the gray area of a, of black people here or, or gray area of um, tribal here. We're we're literally talking about don't matter your race. Yo, bro, comb your hair, you know, get a haircut. So that that that's a part of the thing of my point is so to push as an individual as an individual I find it necessary um as a part of my expression of my manhood to push back against this type of thing <laughs> at least not and I and I don't mean in a sense like in a sense that I push back on an individual that's saying that or believes that that's not right. what I mean I mean no, I, um just because why? I'm taking in information yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're giving me this information, and yeah. you're saying it in a way that is um, giving me a sense that <laughs> it, you, not not even necessarily compelling, but but that it's it's a common thought. Yeah, like it's it's something that that you you really don't. It's one of those you things where you can you question it, why. but mm. yeah, 
so so like a part of my expression of manhood is to say, but wait, before I I commit that to to my acceptance because mm-hmm. I am the gatekeeper of those things for me. Mm-hmm. Let me ask the question. So where did that come from? Who said that? Why do you believe that? Like, and and well, those you know, are, the, are my prerequisites yeah. to to allow something past a certain stage of me. Like that's 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 my expression. That's mm-hmm. how I express myself in that way. You get what I'm saying? And, yeah. and it's not doesn't mean that my way is a way that should be adopted by others for that. It's just that in my in my experience and in, in my growing and moving through this place as a, a black man, like I said, all the other labels that you saw before or I told you about before, mm-hmm. this is how I'm, I, I make decisions for myself. These are the things that I find important, and I, um, I, I follow them. And I think that's, that's maybe, maybe that's a unifying force for, for um, most of the things that we're talking about because, like I said, I don't think it's necessarily manhood more than it is being an adult. Um, right. It's, most of those things are requiring us to make absolute decisions for ourselves as to what we believe, and then move as such, move in that direction, and and to to operate in that direction. So, yeah, like that that's a part of it for me, and I appreciate the the you know what you were saying and how you know your 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 view on it because it is something that I've heard a lot, and it is something that. It's it on the surface it seems to make perfect sense, but I need to ask the question because that's just who I am. That's that's yeah. why I, I know myself. Like that's how I am. I yeah. think to I think to to sum this up or at least to bring it into a somewhat of a conclusive thought. Um, yeah. um Not just masculinity being a spectrum, and it you know for at least both of us here in conversation. We have our own individual label and then how we bring that into our manhood, you know, especially yeah. being um, the different types of fathers we are and then the different types of men we are and then the similarity in those spaces um, right. and then right. how that can spread out to every individual man on this motherfucking planet or who, who's even here in this podcast. Um, yeah. So concluded thought, I would say we die with this meaning. You know, we again we kind of started the podcast with the question of young boy, then adolescent, college student, grown man, and now into a senior citizen role. Um, I would say, I'm, I mean, I'm not older than 41, so if I try to look forward and then go in reverse, I would hope I grow more. You know, I would hope I get better, but if I don't, who cares? Uh, and what I mean about who cares is. In this space right now, I am so thankful, grateful, and in, intentional that if I'm never any better than who I am today, that's fine. Because mm-hmm. that's all I intend to do is be better than today. You know, like I'm not even questioning that space of my action more than mm-hmm. if I run into a fault or objective, something to do wrong. And I'm like, all right, well, I messed that up. Now it's time to fix it. You know, versus yeah. like, Oh man, is that the type of man do I want to be? I'm too old for that. That that's the kind of where I'm saying. <laughs> that's right, the where right. I don't care anymore if I'm too you know cuz cuz I'm too old to care in the sense of what type of and maybe that's it. Maybe that's what we were seeing in our fathers, Minono. I'm just saying yeah. like you're yeah, right. Some things it, they just it wasn't a thing to care about anymore because they knew how they were. 
Like it's reversed, but that's how they didn't know how to reverse it, bro. They didn't know how to reverse yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like that if it if if I were gonna have a a closing idea, mm. I would I would ask it would be a question. My mm. question would be like how much how much of this would make sense like when the aliens come? <laughs> how much of this is, is, is of this importance when the aliens come? Like when And how much of this makes I, sense tomorrow, dude? I don't you know. No, like I'm just saying no, uh I'm like you know like like yeah, no, the, I things, hear you. the things that we're 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 contemplating and we're we're battling with with other each other about yeah. you know our views on things. What happens when there's some something or someone or whatever that is sits outside our well, argument and our is closest, now right in front of us? Our closest <laughs> association to that is kind of like being a um, conquered, you know. So yeah. our closest association to aliens and someone taking over and wiping our our culture and our reality, you know, away. Humanness. Um, <laughs> you know, they like may have already... Man, woman, and child. We, we may have already experienced alien takeover. We just call it conquering or, you know, tribal <laughs> life. So to answer that in my own way, um, how much of it would matter? Whew, I would hope very little. Yes. Because we are in the moment of now, and that's the only magnification or the, 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 the totalness of the moment that should matter is now. So then, in the, you know, it, it, it shouldn't matter in the future because it's not now. And if it matters like a physical entity of a chair, a table, like that kind of reality, then it only matters in how we leave the earth and how, how much of it is left in our goodness to appreciate because it can't, if it matters any less than that, we're just going to fucking kill ourselves. And if it matters more than that, we might get into this whole superiority, inferiority complex and caste system. It just has to matter, matter very fucking little, just only for right now. And just like our energy and putting all of that now into now, and then just like, that's it. And when the future comes, we don't need to think about the past. Because, like, the Jetsons never thought about the past. Right? And I don't even remember the Flintstones talking about the future. They were just always... Yeah, but then they met now. But they met. You didn't see that crossover. It. There's a crossover. It fucked up everything. Stop it. You just broke it's my matrix. I tried yeah. to finish up, my God. And he told me about the crossover. No, I would, I would say the crossover is a totally another dimension, Spider-Man. And we would, have to, we would have to visit that multiverse in another space. Where yeah, yeah, men yeah, and women sure. aren't existing, and we can have like spider men, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the listeners followed along with that. We just went super nerdy on it. Um, it worked for who it needed to work for. It's, <laughs> it's not for everybody. <laughs> Spoken like a true, true leader. All right, um, pocket protector and all. All right, so I'm done, bro. I'm done. Good, I think, good. I think it's, a, it's not a – I don't have an answer, you know. <laughs> it's just great to constantly talk about it, and I hope um, there's some alignment where, we're, you know, I can maybe find some space for a, a professional professional, you know, someone who is actually dealing with this on a daily basis or in some clinical aspect. And, um, you know, shoot the shit, see if we can have more thought on the idea. You know what? Mm. You should, you should talk to, um, 
like uh, you could find people oh fuck there was um I'll have to check my feed. I think before I came off Instagram, there was a group of dad-type people in Atlanta that, that met regularly. Mm. Um, and it would be a good place to kind of get snippets in a talk. But mm. also, um, if you look at, like, um, any of those youth programs that are led by men, that's also mm. a good person to interview. And I've talk seen them. I've they, seen them. I'm just trying to, you know, feel them out. I don't want to dive into something that may not even be a part of a conversation, you know, or direct yeah, me yeah, yeah. on the way. This is still very delicate for me. You know, I don't, it's I not mean, even, a, it, it, again, it's a conversation, but it isn't, right? And so yeah. I could see how some people can turn this into a whole T-shirt. It doesn't definitely have sure. to be that, but it can definitely be a continued conversation. So thanks again for taking the space with me here in the podcast, Mr. Christopher Richards. Father, uh, immigrant, designer, developer, leader, um, ball player. Uh, um, yeah, a lot. I mean, yeah. I, I've tried. I forget what you have said. So that's <laughs> no, cool. Chris is fine. We could just stop with Chris. And like I said, for more information, we have to have a conversation. Chris is. Yeah, no, this is great. Hopefully, I'm gonna leave the listeners with an opportunity to tell me how they feel. I, again. I try to do this often enough, and hopefully this time we'll get some solid feedback. If not, then um, we might do some dad episodes, bro. We might have to, like, double up and bring our fathers on and see if that works out. Yeah, so. that would be interesting for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, like, um, no lie, that that might be more therapeutic than anything, to just have everybody talking. <laughs> I don't know if I got the bandwidth for that, bro. I'm, we Yo. might need to do that in person. You we know do how saying? we do. When we yeah, can, so. we do we do. Thanks again, yeah, Christopher so, Richards. Thanks yeah. again to listeners for another weekly episode of Only Black Cosmonaut, where we explore our inner universe and learn to shine a light of love and acceptance with planetary alignment using mindfulness, movement, and meditation. Namaste. Speak to you again next week. Bye. Good shit, bro. <laughs> good shit. Good shit. That's good shit. Namaste. Yeah, I want to remind you, say, you can look to support the podcast over at anchor.fm forward slash only black cosmonaut. You can support at $1, $5, or $10 monthly. Your monthly contribution always continues to, for me to do the work, find ways to be more inspirational, reach out to people so them can be guests on the podcast. So head on over to anchor.fm forward slash only black cosmonaut and click on the support link and you can consider whichever support you want, $1, $5, or $10 monthly. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste.